the Echo Sport Podcast in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie or in branch at Holly Hill and Toker. Hi, I'm Amy Murphy and welcome to the Echo Sport Podcast in association with our friends from O'Sullivan Butters DIY. I'm joined this morning by Dennis Hurley and Barry O'Mahony. We're going to review all the weekend action in the GA world. We're going to look at schools hurling and football. We're going to cast our eye back on the big decision last week about changing minor from under 17 to under 18 in Cork and the knock-on effect that will have. But first off, we'll start with the Jewel Diamonds from Newcastle. Unbelievable stuff. They're one of only four clubs. Barry was just telling me before we went on air here now that are playing at the top tier, the premier senior in both codes, and they definitely are the smallest out of those uh, four clubs. It's it's incredible, isn't it? Uh, they won the senior football championship at the weekend, beating Donnie's by five points to complete the double, and like they'll be a top flight club in both codes in 2024. Um, you know, and the other two clubs, you know, in the top flight are the Bowers, Douglas, and 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 uh, Blackrock uh, slash Shane Michael. So. It is unbelievable stuff like for, for Newstown, you know, not the biggest club in the world in, in, in terms of, you know, n- numbers. and 13 uh, starters, the same in both codes you were saying there. Yeah, tur- amazing, tur- tur- 13 it? between both codes. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, you know, we could be talking for an hour about them here and, you know, today it is, it is unbelievable. And, you know, they, they had a slow start on, on Saturday. They were down five points to one after 15 minutes. And... Um, like I was talking to the, the manager Tim Buckley after the game, and like even he was saying, like after 15 minutes, he was he was worried. Like you know, they had slow starts before, but he just felt that this game was different. He's you know, Donny's you know forward line, you know they're, they're very good. But in fairness, Newstown you know got on top, and and they they largely nullified Donny's full forward line. Yeah, it was and amazing. Like Fionn Hurley he didn't um, Fionn Hurley he didn't score from didn't score at all. Uh, Keith White got three points too early on. And Mark Buckley didn't go and got taken off. So, you know, that, that's... Yeah, that's a horrible forward line. And, and Finn Hurley had been elite for in the semi-final. But, of course, the semi-final, there was a big gap. I know there was a bit of controversy over over that from Donny's perspective because there was that replay with Blarney. Yeah. Then I said Blarney, Blarney's new system replay got put in between. So they ended up basically going barely... Like, they basically played one match over two months. Yeah. They got a boy as well, didn't they? In that regard... It was almost surprising that they had the better start, but I suppose <laughs> you'd have been so wary of it. They were probably targeting the strong start. Yeah. But then it, that can a storm can kind of blow itself out a bit then. Yeah. And like we, we did say here last Monday that the key winning and losing in the match would be how well Noosa Stone's full back line dealt with Donny's full forward line. Um, because they do have great scoring potential in there, but you have to give great kudos to, to Noosa Stone for the way they managed to shut them down. You know, Tony concede eight points other than the whole match and David Buckley scored nine at the other end then Amazing, you know yeah. it Newstone obviously did their homework very well and And I suppose you, you mentioned it, Dennis, in the preview, like you had the likes of Michal Maxfini and Garoda Dunvin, you know, they you know, they're not household names, but these guys have played underage for Cork, they've won Monster titles with Cork, you know, yeah, Michal Maxfini played senior Exactly, so. yeah. And they're sticky backs, you know, who Dogged, yeah. who enjoy defending, we'll say, you know, that if they can can go out and you know, turn the ball over. Yeah, exactly, like. yeah. You know, it, it's NFL it, style it's they're celebrating those turnovers <laughs> probably not going that far no, because no. I don't think Noosa Sound you know Noosa Sound get the job done and they don't look to to, to celebrate it too much but it, it's it's a dying art in a way because blanket defences mean 
fellas don't have to be good one-to-one defenders. So yes. if you have one or two fellas like that, it's it's a huge, uh, huge asset. And David Buckley, Barry, what yeah. a performance. Jeez. Yeah, it was a David Buckley uh, show, really, wasn't it? He was unbelievable. Um, like he's probably like you know he he's played very well this year. Um, We've mentioned but multiple but times but up to but now, like but he hasn't had a game like that like though. You he's know? been played by injuries over the last couple of years, like so. Um, you know, like he was really really good in the final, um, like from from freeze and, and and from general play. But like you know, it was eight points to seven with with, with ten minutes remaining, um, and like Ty Toomey kicked a, a gorgeous point like to to push his side two points clear, and and uh, you know after that then you know Newsom really. Know, pushed on 153rd championship <laughs> game for uh, two million ball codes amazing and, so. and you know Newstone finished very well like which you know maybe a bit of a surprise now given their dual commitments but, but I suppose you know they're playing yeah. week in week out they've been you know had a great season they're you know the last 10-12 minutes of games you know they they, they have all yeah. that when, when you, it's when a repeat experience before, you yeah. believe you can do it again yeah. like winning, a, winning is a habit like and you know they've had slow starts before in the you know previous football games like Newmark in the semi-final and and they finished well. And so deliver in a matter, yeah. yeah. Like it, it was no no surprise really, um, but you know, like you know, Tim Buckley, you know, I suppose he he came in at the end of two thousand twenty one, um, and like you know, his his first season as his manager didn't go according to plan. Like though, uh, probably unlucky in, in a way to, to get relegated. Like well, look, you know, I mean, that football fo- you saw it this year with the football, you know, relegation final at Premier Senior. It's it's same in the hurling, yeah. the Glen going down, you yeah. know, you know, uh, Carrick Glen going down in football. It's very, very hard to stay up now. But the bounce teams. back, like, you know, straight away is, is a great achievement. And, like, you know, the, the coach, uh, Kevin Mulcahy uh, from Balnoa, um, you know, he's done a great job, you know, with Newcastle like, and uh, he deserves huge credit. Well, since since the championship format has changed, they're the first team to be relegated and win again at the first attempt. It shows you how hard it is. Yeah. Exactly. That, it, you know, if... If they had only won the football this year, that would have been a superb year for the club. But to do it on top yeah. winning the hurling, it's I, and I whatever wrote the football, you would have put them down as one of the three, four, five teams out of top five out of your out of your twelve teams. But in the hurling, really, they weren't talked up before because they'd had a bad year last year. No, and because you had Bright Rovers and you had yeah Blarney there, you know, and Corsi Rovers even though it's Pierce finals, yeah, not, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Stunning I, season. Uh, we, yeah, we're running out of superlatives. But, but yeah. like going back to David Buckley, like when Keith Wicken came in as the uh, new Cork senior football, you know, manager like David Buckley played uh, the first uh, couple of league games, and you know, then he got injured. Like so, um, so you know, I, I'm delighted for him really. You know, he, he he's had his injury troubles, and um, you know, he's been a you know consistent performer for Newcastle. Ah, he's been excellent. You know, n- not just this season. You know, in senior age, like even when Newcastle were up in the top flight, like he was, you know, one of the Best performers, you know, every yeah, day. I remember chatting like, to, yeah. to Ali Rua Sullivan, who's obviously former Cork Miner and under 20 selector. And, you know, David was the guy he said had everything you'd need in the locker to yeah. make it as a Cork senior because he's got the size as well as the skill, the ability to kick, kick off both feet if he could stay fit and, and, and push on. He hasn't yet, but look, we fingers crossed that it mightn't be next season, but over the next 12 months, he establishes himself as part of the panel and then maybe pushes on after that. Because it's easy to say, Dennis, that, oh, well, David Buckley, you know, he'll go straight in and he'll be playing for Cork next year. But you're talking Division 2 league. Yeah. As you were saying, Barry, they're away to Donegal <laughs> in the first match. Like, it's not, you know, it's not just because it's throwing a fell into the deep end. No, there like, was you know. talk, talk like that about Michael Hurley after the Premier Senior final. And Michael Hurley's a fellow who's been on the Cork panel and hasn't been on it for the last couple of years. And it's just easy to forget how big the jump is yeah. now from even the top level or from inter-county under 20 up to senior inter-county um, and people will look at one match in isolation and say this will automatically follow there, there's a bit more to it work it under the surface like if David Buckley was able to to 
um, to be someone who could be useful for Cork, brilliant, you know, because being able to do it on a big occasion is is something that sets guys apart. Like you know, it does. So, it does. You know, he left maybe looked at you'd imagine, but patience is yeah, key to exactly. it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and what I like about Newstown um, is I like they have a they have a nice age profile. You know they have you know very young team like you know Richard Sullivan, Niall Kelly, you know Gavin O'Donnell, David Buckley. Yeah, you know, the two goes on. You know, late twenties or they have a nice age profile, so they'll be hoping. You know, they'll obviously celebrate for the next couple of weeks, and they'll be you know looking to push on in the top flight in both courts. It'll be tough. It'll be very tough. But you know, can talk of have done it in the holding over the last couple of years. They've you know stayed up, so there's no reason why Newstown can't. You know, try yeah. It's a challenge, but look, I mean, you know, it's a challenge they'll welcome. Yeah, it's a, it's it's where they oh, want, should, want, yeah. want it to be. Uh, and the other big game of the weekend, I suppose, Barry was was Castlehaven getting the uh, yeah Castlehaven the job done. <laughs> yeah. Was the best way to describe it. It was no classic. <laughs> yeah, it certainly wasn't, Damon. Um, they got over the line after extra time against against Cratlow on Sunday um, in Parky Keefe. Last home advantage with the weather. Yeah, it was it was supposed to be on in uh, the home grounds, but unfortunately, the the, the weather. Um, was you know was was poor last week, so they had to change the, the venue, and you know they won by four points in the end. Um, look, there's not much to be said about the game really. It was it, it, it was poor. Um, the referee was fussy. He gave um, you know I, I don't I don't know what the free count was, but he gave a you know it, it was lopsided, and he gave a lot of uh, frees to um, to Cratlow, like and Castlehaven certainly had to work very hard for their frees. Um, but look, you know they won't. That's the main thing. You know, that's the job done. Yeah, that, that's um, a, that's all that matters because it's very difficult. I mean, they only won the county a couple of weeks ago. It's the first time in nine years there was a, a club wedding. Obviously, in between, you had mentioned that mm. in the preview. So pretty hard to get get focused and set. And then they were kind of heavy favourites, even though they were playing a team with a bit of experience who've won a few titles in Clare over the last decade and had Colin Collins as manager. Absolutely, it was set up for yeah. a fall yeah. for them in a way. Like yeah, like, like like Nemo got beaten the opening round of the Munster last year by by Clonmel Marshalls. Um, Cowboy Rangers in uh, 2016 last to the Nio of Waterford down in Clan. Um, so, like, you there's know, no gimmies, <laughs> there's no gimmies in the Munster Championship. And as James McCarthy said to me there um, two weeks ago, like, it's, it's winter football, so anything can happen. You know, but Cratlow, like, you know, Colm Collins is, you know, is, is guiding them and, like, and they were, were well organised. You know, every single player on the pitch knew exactly what they were doing. And, um, you know, the they were very defensive and you know it, it nearly paid off for them you know but um, Ryan Hurley uh, stepped up big though didn't he, he like he, you know he, he did he did he in um, a tight match did he get six seven points and, and four points in play so like he, he, he was he was very good you know in fairness but like do you know like Castlehaven you know led by a point time nearly off Matt Collins kicked over a great point and uh, got low level to send the game to extra time and I suppose the crucial score then was was um Robbie Minahan's goal. Great uh, goal, wasn't great it? Great move. Good you know. team move and a brilliant finish to unload into like the corner uh, there. That was a clever pass by very Jack Hallan. Yeah, yeah. Just really it in. Uh, open up the defence. The best of Jack Hallan. He's a nice little playmaker that way in hurling and football. He can spot a pass, can't he? But it was a very good finish. You know, it wasn't easy. Um, so that was the, the crucial score. And, um, and great, to, great to see Robbie get the goal because, you know, he hasn't been prominent over the, or wasn't prominent over the club championship campaign. But I remember seeing him as a, a minor uh, Castlehaven won the Premier Two there back in, t- in 2020. I covered a few of their matches, and he was he was a standout performer in that team. So you know, and he's a good schools player as well in the current Ivory. So great to see him drive on there. No, he's a guy with with a lot of potential. So yeah, chomping at the bit to get a game, I'd say, like you know. Yeah, look again. Look, the subs made a difference so for Castlehaven. You know, Robbie came on, Kevin Sullivan came on, Jamie O'Driscoll came on, Conor O'Driscoll came on. So like you know, they all made a difference. Like yeah, and maybe that wasn't the case maybe in previous years, but. The bench is subtly uh, adding something and to... And what's next from Newberry? They're, they're out in a couple of weeks' time again. They're playing uh, Waterford side of Rathgormach uh, Sunday, Sunday week. Um, you 
know, as, as we speak, there's no venue. Um, conf- it's in Waterford, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's done Waterford somewhere. Farfield or Walsh Park or wherever. You would imagine, yeah. Somewhere yeah, there, yeah. And then if they get over that, there'll be Clonmel or Dingle, which should be an interesting semi-final. Yeah, so you'd be, look, you'd be hoping realistically, I know you mentioned the Nair there beating Cab Rangers, but you'd be hoping that Castle haven't got over the line now in this one. They'll regroup, they'll have two weeks, there'll Absolutely. be no distractions and get into a Munster final anyway. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, yeah, they'll be delighted. Like obviously, you know, the performance didn't really matter on Sunday. It was all about, um, you know, just getting over the line. Job and, done. You know, and, and you know, job done. And you know, they can just, you know, f- two weeks to prepare now for the for the semi final. And you know, they'll be they'll be pleased with that. But you know, I spoke with James James McCarthy after the game and on Sunday. Like, and there was a, you know, he was saying, you know, there's a lot of sore bodies in the dressing room, so it'll take a few days, you know, for recovery and all that. And um, but, you yeah. know, it, it was the only pity really. Was that they didn't get to host the game themselves? You know, the occasion that would exactly, be. yeah, because you saw with Kilnamartra how great uh, a day that was for them, especially to win it so comprehensively, and they'll have a home semi final again um, in a couple of weeks. So you know, it was a massive win for Kilnamartra, wasn't it? Yeah, like y- you would, there'd be a slight chance that the occasion could kind of get the better of fellas, but they, they were did the job, yeah, and Dan O'Donnell, you know. Hit, hit a fine streak of form like he can, you know, and he got six points in play in the end, was it? And a few frees on top of it, so he's yeah, nine, I think, six from six from play, and excellent stuff, you know, once they had the goal before half time, they, they weren't going to be denied. Yeah, that was a very impressive win, wasn't it? Over Kilm Hill, 117 to, to seven points, yeah, and just, uh, just good scoring, like you know, I, I saw pictures on, on social media on Sunday night, like you know, Kilometro was packed, it was a great occasion for the men, so yeah, it's that, that home advantage yeah. that they have missed out oh, on, yeah. Yeah. and for the whole of the kind of West Muscry area, because I know they're. The Navy Bond and Ballingir lads be their rivals, but I'm sure they were a lot of them over watching it too because it was just an interesting, yeah. interesting to see a home, you That's know, a Munster it, Championship yeah. game in out in that neck of the woods. So, so great stuff for them. Hopefully, they can push on. But of course, as always in these competitions, there'll be Kerry teams lurking, and if Fossa win yeah. the uh, yeah. Munster yeah. Championship, they'll be up against the Clifford. So yeah, but still, you know, if, if it is Fossa or if it is Milton Castlemain coming to Kilmartra, you know, it's be just a tough for them. If no. there was a crowd there on s- Sunday, there, yeah, this weekend yeah. there'll be certainly a crowd in a couple of weeks' time. That'll be the game of that weekend, I'd say. And on Saturday then. Um, Kilmory beat Sean Tracy's two sixteen to to one six. You had expected Kilmory would re- regroup a bit from that Bears loss. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> they won impressively on Saturday. Like, and you know, that was a test of character for them, and you know, and yeah, they passed it. Like having been in the Munster Championship um, last year when the Junior A grade qualified you to get there, might have stood to them a bit, you know. Yeah, but just the, the manner, you know, in which they lost the, the county final to the Bears, like you know, things you know have been very tough, like to get over. But you know, fair play to them. You know, they won well. Um, above in Temple Tui on Saturday. Two sixteen to one six, and you know, like they were, they, they were the dominant team really. Um, Sean Warren kicked one seven five frees. Liam Moore got one two. Uh, James Milan chipped in with two points. Joe McGinn got two points. So it was, it was a good team performance. That's a good team. That's a good Kilmory team. It, it, it is a very good team. You, you know, let's be honest about it. It is a very good team, and uh, they'll be playing uh, Fina from um, from Limerick in the semi-final and so they'd be uh, hopeful that they, they, they might get over the line there too and again you're talking then uh, no doubt to carry opposition thundering out of the blocks at the back end of that championship when the stole yeah. limits are, are on the other side yeah, yeah so you'd make you'd make Kilmore favourites for the semi-final and then if they got to the final yeah. they'd probably be the underdogs then uh, yeah. and the semi-final is down for Saturday November the 25th at half one and um, again, a venue hasn't been confirmed uh, yet. It's um, in Cork, though, is it? But it's, in, it's in Cork, there's talk of Clidove. Clidove or somewhere like that. But it hasn't, yeah. hasn't been confirmed yet. The grave take of Lane Clidove, I suppose, that'd be home turf effect. Exactly, yeah, yeah, that'd be the logical one. And then in the in the local action, there's still there's still a bit tipping along where well, yeah, the, the last the uh, couple of rounds of the yeah, Junior A. The Junior A finals have been set now. Um, a kind of a novel pairing in the hurling with Nemo Rangers against Harbour Rovers. And then on the football, Mayfield are going up against Kennedy, two teams 
who were intermediate until fairly recently. Two so of the strongest teams in the grade, really, aren't exactly, they? Exactly, yeah, yeah. So one of them will have to lose, but you know that whoever be coming up will be, they'll be equipped to compete pretty much straight away at Premier Junior. And in the, in the, in the hurling, Balnora were caught by a last gasp goal. They would have made them maybe straight, slight favourites on yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. They make their performance against Clon, but, it, you know. High drama. Yeah, you can never... Um, Never write off Nemo really. Like, no, you and know, I suppose look, they've been they've won junior counties before, and they've played they've in the junior counties, and they've so. fellas who play football at a high level. You know, yeah. and that transferability is, you know, we see it with Newstone, we see it with Abulog. You know, doesn't the code doesn't hugely matter? It's the the temperament and the the doggedness. That was a tight yeah. game all the way. Looking through the report anyway, so I suppose you know Nemo managed to find a way to win. They got a last yeah. gasp. Slitter flicked to the net. Larry Cummins had a fabulous picture of just a rock of flares under yeah. the floodlights and park ring bodies mm-hmm. everywhere. Eventually, the ball went uh, went went into the back of the net free and was flicked on. So, yeah. you know, high drama, cruel one for ba- Ballinora. Um, in the other game, Stephen Condon leading the way for Harbour Rovers. Uh, I a lot with, with, with yeah. Avendu, former Cork yeah. minor. So, um, Nemo need to have a plan for him now in the in the final. Um, but you know, finals, especially as you go further down the grades. There, there's never going to be much in them. No, no, and you're talking in November now too, so in yeah. ring, so it'd yeah. be quite a heavy pitch and so. so. And Canavy, you were saying Barry, when the you know a couple of weeks ago, the Canavy would probably be the favourites given the calibre of player they have and their experience and guys who play underage with Cartney's, they'd be favourites for the county. They're in the final now, but could be a good final, like Mayfield. Mayfield it, it will be, be a great final, yeah, yeah. Um, Musgrave against Shandoon, you know, Canavy uh, against Mayfield, so it should be a great final. But you know, it was a big win for Canavy on on Sunday against Castle Magna, four eleven to one six. Um, you know, I expected them to win, but it'll be know, tighter, yeah. Not by by that much, obviously. You know, Pat Spat is is training Castle Magna, obviously a very experienced um coach. The GDA up in Arkark there, he's involved in a lot of teams. Yeah, over so um, you know, <laughs> really good performance from Canavy, statement win really, and yeah. you know they'll go into the final full of confidence now. Jack um, Kelleher led the way scoring wise anyway. Jack Kelleher, yeah, he uh, kicked eight points. You know, two frees, Con O'Neill got two goals. Um, like. Uh, and they played with, with 14 players uh, for 40 minutes like they got a, a straight red card after, after 20 minutes uh, Brian McNabola got a straight red so um, you know <laughs> but it, it didn't affect them you know, he'll be lost though for the final loan he will be he will be lost yeah full forward like you know he's, he's kind of his height and everything you know he's, yeah. a, he's, he's a good player like and um we know it should be it should be a very good final like Mayfield. Mayfield were pushed all the way. Mayfield, Mayfield Gallagher, you know, Nicky Kelly as he's done many times. Match, yeah, Tennis yeah, <laughs> has come up with the winning <laughs> score. Usually in hurling, three tr- three eleven to two thirteen. And Paul Condon uh, was their top scorer. I saw again another great player yeah, over the years. Yeah. David O'Neill, like they, all these guys have performed for Mayfield year after yeah, year after year. Yeah, um, to, to be great for them. They're the makings of two good finals. I'm not saying they're going to be high scoring classics, but like you know, yeah, they'll be competitive matches. Like it'll be hard know. to call and yeah be a nice way to conclude the kind of inter-county season now there's a bit of junior B action and obviously there's there's some 21 games knocking around the place but yeah, like the Glen won in the 21 the, the other day the City division um, that competition was kind of look it was kind of rattled off pretty quickly because I think the Glen played three matches in eight days <laughs> so they 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 held off a Bears comeback in one game and then narrowly beat Blackrock they had suspensions they had injuries I know Stephen Lynham was missing from the, from their starting 15 he was unavailable at the weekend but they, they beat Douglas in the end so I think that's a big lift for them yeah. in the context of the relegation yeah Owen O'Leary's goal in the the difference in the end, wasn't yeah, it? That, that was that was basically the one down the centre back having a big performance. But it goes look, I, I made that point when the game went down. Like they were strong enough underage. They don't have a massive pick, but like at most age groups, by the time they yeah. get to their kind of Nemo style, by the time they get to minor, they've always have a good team picking off a few teams. Uh, so basically, yeah. this year now they've they've won the minor. 
they've won the 21 City, which is always a tough competition to win, whatever format it's played. Or they were in the under 15 final, they're beaten by a good cartoon team, but they have three or four excellent players in that team, and they were in the final of that. Like, they're, yeah. they're not too 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 badly off at all. But the way the way I think you could put it is that if the Glen had beaten Bishopstown in their last group match and finished third in the group, everyone would be saying, at least the Glen will contend next year because they'll have had, their, coming they'll through, have had yeah, their yeah. kick up the backside and yeah. they have all the other ingredients. They lost that match and then conference was low in the last second tour. They will be very strong favourites in Senior A and if an, if they do come up, you know... They have the next kind of generation to, yeah. to go on. And Tomás Mulcahy is close to getting the job or certainly has been recommended by the executive to get the job. We have to watch the space to see what happens there. But if he does go in, you know... He he knows he knows there's 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 plenty of horror yeah. there like there'd be there pressure this, of course but they're, they're this year you know knows all the players um they have they have all the ingredients in place and I, I saw one of the other contenders out of the the senior A grade Frankie Flannery is leaving Carrick Tool I know he had been flagged up previously to go to the Wexford setup with Keith Rossiter but he's yeah. officially now not continuing with Carrick Tool it's a bit of a loss for them isn't it yeah because this Vast year looks look to be about laying down foundations for them I think they almost probably surprised themselves in going straight into the semi finals. Um, but the, you know they they did well in in the group um in the group stage. So that that is a blow g- given that they had done well and were looking to build on it. But there's still nothing to stop them building on it. You know, yeah, a new yeah. manager coming in. It'd and be an attractive job for whoever's coaching but there anyway. No, yeah, his homegrown coach. But like if they do get someone outside coming in, you know you've got the bones of a yeah, a good exactly, talented yeah. team. And and they seem to be in in good nick overall. Barry at the moment, cartoon that they won that fifteen county. Very, very gifted, gifted mm, young yeah. team. Sam Ring is, you know, and look, he's only an under 14 and, and, and is related to, to great man Christy Ring, but is, you know, is considered one of the best talents there. So they have a lot of players. Yeah. It's hard to predict when they're 14, yeah. 15, but they will be coming down the track. So. Daniel Murnane was on the, the Cork Minor team last year, yeah. you know, another very good player. Um, so, you know, they'll be, um, be, the be no problem. And, yeah. and Dennis, we'll just, just chat about the, the, the minor change you were at the county board vote we kind of expected last week that it would go through because of this extra amendment that was yeah, added into it so and it went through comfortably enough in the end really it was effectively two to one so um, we're back to under 18 minor but but those players can only play up to junior A for their clubs whether that's a first team or a second team or a third team or whatever yeah, so anyone premier junior upwards so yeah and whoever win these junior A counties whatever good players they have that were <laughs> under 17 this year won't be playing for them next year yeah exactly and you're never going to find something to please everyone um, some clubs said this was a good compromise other clubs said you know it, it, it's very penal um, and that surely they could allow the 18 year olds play adult but that if it was a clash they would have to play minor I'm not sure how you'd how does that how work then the it really yeah. yeah there was a bit of support for that but no amendments were ever going to be entertained then you do have you do have it kind of there, anomalies like the St James's delegate you know they're down in West Cork and Ardfield and they'd, they'd have a fairly limited pick their Premier Junior Football their Junior A Hurling they're the two first teams and the players on the age and minor can play hurling but not football for them Argleen Rangers are in the Carberry Junior A Football Championship but they play in Division 7 of the County League, so the players can play championship, but they won't have been able to play in the league earlier in the year. And you just do have things like that, but there has to be a clear line somewhere. I know, and, and, and where do you begin and end with all that? Like, you're yeah. either going to let, let it go back or not. And I suppose the, the big thing, 
look, I, I can see both sides of the argument, but the big thing here is there's round robins in place in minor, there's round robins in under 15, I suppose the under 16 championship will go back now instead of the, the old thing that's being rattled off at the moment and knock out there and the, yeah. in heavy pitches, they'll be round robin competitions. So like it's giving more matches, but once there's more matches then there's more clashes and that's where yeah, complications that's come and in. And I think a significant input was from Dennis Harrington, the St. Finbar's delegate, Last year they won the county with William Buckley and Ben O'Connor in the team as starters and I think they were both on the rear team of the year or Ben was anyway um, but w- William was was very impressive for them but they voted again they voted for the the, new the change new yeah even though if it had been in place last year they might not have won bigger the picture thinking it's great to see clubs doing that I know, look I know I know it's yeah. difficult I suppose one that comes up for, for me and obviously I particularly close to it because I have young players playing under 16 but like is that now yet again those under 16 lads unfortunately next year will be the younger age you know they have two years minor yeah, left yeah, yeah. so there's that coming ahead to them but, but I saw in, in the bigger clubs I saw it first hand this year we had six or seven lads maybe we'd eight over, overall the under 16s who played between hurling and football got their game yeah. which is great for them but with a lot of lads who spent an awful long time sitting on the bench yeah. um, no that was probably again with this year because you had there were 16 and 18 leagues then there was a 17 league that was basically two slash three matches and straight to a final because yeah, it was rattled yeah. off in July yeah. and championship. So it should all flow a bit better I think next it should, year. Yeah. I think they'll be a better if you have a big club you'll be able to have a first and second year team a bit more straightforwardly. They'll just play together for the year. Yeah. They won't be getting crossed over to play with the 18s or 16s or various and other things. It, I think it'll work better. One other consideration is that it is hoped that there will be the return of the county under 21 championships. Um, for It won't be like it was for the last few years of Junior 21 with a Premier 1 or Premier 2 countywide, it will be the old way of Division divisional winners yeah, yeah. coming through. But it's something at least, you know, because the the loss, well, not complete loss, but the, the fact that that grade has kind of been severely eroded ha- has definitely, you know, it's been a negative. So it has, it undoing has. that is, has to be a good and thing. And you're forgetting about your, your Willie Buckley lads. They'll always play and they'll yeah. always have games. So, but it's, it's for the other guys who maybe were good underage players to keep them tipping along. I might encourage them to even play for the club second team at adult then if they're yeah, playing 21. And Kevin O'Donovan said, you know, that they'll try to schedule it so that county under 20 players are available to play in the, those divisional under 21 championships. So it would make it more worthwhile anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, it has been, you know, disappointing regarding the under 21 competitions, like, you know, but uh, I know, I know it's a condensed, you know, season, so, you know, this was... Yeah, it's been a messy uh, few years, you look post-COVID yeah. as well, has had a big knock you know, on I, I, I can remember going to matches, uh, you know, as a young player, like, you know, and uh, the Sheo Bannon College matches, like, and, um, you know, there were serious matches, huge crowds, and speak of Aog and Bannon College, you know, Bannon College won the Musgrave under 21 football final at the weekend, um, they beat Aog 3-8 to... 14 points um, but, but that ended up being a straight final in the end didn't it, it shows final, you how yeah. messy the whole thing was yeah, there, uh, there was only two teams and w- w- should there have been three or four originally or there was, there was two semi-finals and, and you know Canavy you know pulled out um, because obviously when Valentine's the junior, so the junior that's yeah. understandable uh, you know it just shows how difficult the whole thing well is like to schedule the, doesn't it yeah. the, the whole fixture thing it was like an overgrown glass house and you can go in with your secretaries and cut a few bits off to stop plants kind of growing around each other but you need to cut them all back and kind of start, start again, again. Yeah. you know it's something in each corner of the glass house to make sure that they don't hit each other so they had to go back to go forward basically yeah and i, I think, think you've a, i think you you have a natural structure look we'll forget about under 12 and all that now we're all tied in with the go games so they're leagues so yeah. they're not go games but they're fine they work away grand but like even you the jump there where suddenly kind of 13 became a kind of a championship age but it wasn't really yeah. because it was again on that league kind of format there were you know round robins 14 was completely eroded 
uh, was played by Rib Logan this year last year but has much shorter seasons yeah, and things yeah. you know 14, and, and 16, 18 there's a nice flow to that 14 they're natural ages kind you know? of, uh, the first proper age you'd say like, yeah right? because you had the, the first kind of inter-county competitions and stuff yeah, with the, the Tony Farcel yeah. and things like that and, and you lads in first and second year and it's just a more natural yeah, more natural age yeah. than 13 where the majority of players will actually be coming out of sixth class yeah, yeah, yeah. you know at the end of it so hopefully it will all, all flow a bit, 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 bit better I, like, I do think Red Blog did well this year in terms of the volume of competitions they got played in that 16 county series is on at the moment all across the county there's still some 15 games being played and things like that but look you know obviously this time of year is not the greatest to be going watching <laughs> matches yeah yeah that's for sure um, and you know there was a sad passing um, on, on Friday morning um, Joe Mahali who was involved with, with Savs he was the uh, under 15 manager he was involved in the club shop he was the underage treasurer he um, passed away on, on, on Friday morning at the age of 51 after a short illness um, you know I, I covered a few of um, Sarah's underage games over the last couple of years and he was involved on, on the side and he was always very helpful to me lovely guy so um, you know I, I was very sad to hear that on, on Friday a, to- a tough one for the Sarah's club mm. and one of those guys that of course is a driving force of your underage in your club and Sars are a terrific club for getting teams mm. out. Two teams at every age. They love, you know they have the players, but they make yeah. the effort of getting the second team and but all he, that. But so. he, you know, even when I went out to Riverstone covering games this year, you know he he was always there to give me a program and he was very helpful. One so, of the gents. Um, yeah, you know, very sad to, to hear that. It's very worth mentioning that. Yeah. And, and we're coming up this week, lads. We have the last, I suppose, the the last blast of group games in the Hearty Cup. There was currently reaction on la- last week. I think we you. Would, Barry or Dennis one of you ends up being in the game at half ten in the morning on an Astro yeah. they've basically all gone to Astro games now but to try and get them played again you're on a round robin system which wasn't wasn't there in the olden days yeah, I, and way more teams in it and you know with the weather getting worse you know, as it seems it looks like hearty games on grass are going to be a thing, thing of the past the last round I think everything was on 4G this, this week you have a couple scheduled for places now like Bancha but again if they'll hold up everything's subject to change there's double headers in the Bishopstown 4G the Bantier 4G Better Town Park 4G, 4G and you will yeah. and it's it's easier I suppose to just arrange them and know that matches will go ahead bar a it monsoon is, I, I've, I've seen people criticise you know I suppose look we all prefer games on hurling even if it's heavy or, or Grass, yeah. even if it's heavy, heavy it's pitch, a it's a different game. game. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I don't think people realise who criticise that how awkward it is for schools to book buses, to book time, to book cover for their teachers, oh, yeah. and all this. Like it's not just a case of oh, we click our fingers, we can go no, here, there, and everywhere. No, one Ryan, the yeah. Munster PPS servicing officer. That, like. it, it, it's and it's unseen work, you know. Ah, before him, John Brennan and Tom Cullum was doing it for years. Before that, then, and it's you're dealing with you know loads of different schools and venues and referees and. That that there's any kind of a structure at all is a bit of a miracle, miracle you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I don't know how he can sleep at night. Like it must be very tough very trying tough. to trying to sort out venues, like especially with the weather, like so. Yeah, and they are yeah, great yeah. competitions, and we can see ourselves. You know, we see the reaction that, that all the match reports get yeah. get online. There's fierce interest in the Hearty Cup and Curry Free. They're you know they're prestigious competitions. They're great grades. You get a great feel for where players are at, and of course they're under 19, so you have a nice mix of players. Yeah, lads who could have played for their even senior adult teams there in the last. The last few months there in county championships, they're playing for their schools. It's great, great to see. Like so, yeah, I'm I'm heading up to the Banty on on on, um, on Wednesday. Clash Gun are playing Saint Flannans in the in the last group game in, in the Hearty Cup, tough and match, uh, it's a very tough game for for Clash Column. You know they'll be they'll be rank outsiders, but you know if 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 they win, and uh, De La Salle College Waterford uh, lose, 
Um, they could go through. They yeah, will go through. A, a clash with them. You know, we'll go through. So that would be some story. And uh, in a tough group, it's, it's, it's great that they've group, kept yeah. themselves fighting to the last game. Right. But they've been they've been you know very competitive. Like they drew with LSL. You know, the, the first game. Um, yeah, I suppose they were they were well beaten in the second game against um, Arabs got a week, but it, it I think it started they, well and they, played very they, they, they started poorly and played very well they, after they that. Do they've been happy enough with the performance? Yeah. So um, you know, if they can be competitive, Arsenal could win the whole thing. Like. Yeah, but if, if they can be competitive again on, on Wednesday, you know, the result will, will look after itself. So. But I think with Arsenal Reach, they had they had County Miners sitting on the bench, so I think that's all you need to know about Arsenal Reach. Yeah, Arsgall you you'd take Arsenal to beat LSL, which would suit Clash Column similarly. Uh, Christians are playing Rice College Venice. They could do with Middleton doing them a favour uh, by beating Dune. And if, if that happens again, Straight you out again against yeah. Christians with no order to win, would be enough for them. Hamilton High School abandoned are playing child with CBS. That is a clear winner take all because they both lost um both lost their the previous matches. So it's um you know, second place in the group is up for grabs for them. And uh we have St. the Mar- Coleman's. Oh the Coleman's St. Are still Coleman's yeah. are playing Tulla, the champions of twenty twenty. A win put central. Ex- winner take all again. And then the Mon are not playing. Uh Gail Gloucestervera and Monaster who are, they're not playing but they're in a three-team group, wasn't it? In the air, yeah. They're in a three-team group with Cashel, last year's champions, who they beat, and Temple Moore then, who they lost at the last day out. So with, with scoring difference and everything, it, it's very tight. Um, if Temple Moore were to win or draw, that would suit them on. They go through in second. Temple Moore would top the group. If Cashel were to win by four points or more, the man would finish second on scoring difference. You'd have a three-way tie in two points. It's this small window in between that if Cashel were to win by one point or two points, the man would unfortunately be out on scoring difference. If Cashel won by three points... The man could top it, is it? No, they can't top it, but they would have the same scoring difference as Temple Moore and it would come down to total points scored. Scored. Oh yeah, wow. so a lot of a lot of permutations in the air. So uh, That's so complicated, only you could have got through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, w- it was quick calculations on the notebook in in Fetter the last day after the last and just looking at the the scoring difference and trying it's to work it out. One. I suppose the yeah. three team groups make it that much more complicated. Yeah, yeah. So the ideal thing really would be Temple Moore win or, or draw, and you know you and take the, everything else out of the true. equation. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's a promising man team, but a very young man team. They've a lot of yeah, you know we'll say club under 15s and 16s playing there from the Piercing and things. And the I think Luke Hurley and Craig O'Sullivan and the lads and if, if they'd been offered this at the start, they'd have taken it. You know, to still be in the mix going to the last day. Yeah, it's great. So that game is on in Fetter again. So I presume there might be a few people from the north side making the Go trip. Up now have a look. So so far in the Hearty, what we've seen, I, I suppose Middleton have been the most impressive team in that they've won their their, their couple of yeah, games. Yeah, and they're guaranteed a quarter final now, no matter what, because they will top that group. They're all uh, right. They have the head to head on Christian. And from the rest of the schools, like, like Christians, you know, looking through it, obviously they have a couple of standout players that we were mentioning yeah. guys who played obviously for their adult clubs. And they, they opened with win. win um, they opened with a win but even then that took a late kind of um, a fight back against Doom. it's not a star studded the Christian team as we've had no. in other years or, and there's probably a lot of lads that are under 17 kind of next year yeah, that will have two years of this competition but if you get out of the group anything. It, it's all to play for again you know everything's back to zero um, like it's great that there's a lot of Cork schools in it but then the talent is spread thinly yeah, so yeah. it might kind of mitigate against the Cork school actually winning it but are you better off for development of players? You, are you better off having four Cork teams in the quarterfinals and then maybe two in the semis, but you don't win it out or one for player super development? Team. No doubt. For it's like we were saying last last week about Belly Gunner, like they're brilliant, but is that brilliance good for Waterford? Like, you know, you're you're, you're dealing with a lot of grey areas. 
I don't think so. And and with the team of the week and player of the week, by the way, we never mentioned them, but I think they were they were almost by default. We were going for Nusa Stone and David Buckley, I but there were some so. other good performances. Yeah, to be fair I suppose player of the week would be David Buckley after his nine points, uh, three frees, and enough team of the week, and is easy enough, you know. Yeah, we so can't really agree. I think Daniel I thought I was great. I was yeah. to see him score so heavily for Kilimanjaro. I'd like to see him back involved with Cork this year. He had injuries. He's he's pure footballer. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. You you always like to see a team that has a playmaker at eleven. Yeah, and he he's that kind of fella. I saw with Cork before he was maybe used a bit too much, kind of as just a worker. Yeah, that was possibly not getting the most out of his his shooting ability and his kick passing and things like that. But we'll we look we we'll, we will see. And John Cleary, we trust to, to to have a look at that situation next year. And I'm sure if Dan is fully fit. And available that, that he might be an addition there. Worth a look, yeah. And of course, then the Munster Club hurling at, coming up this weekend. St. Catherine's are in action on Saturday against Ballinahinch of Tipperary. That's in Parky Ring at half one. We were hoping maybe the Castle Lions might also be in Parky Ring on the Sunday, but the Kerry Senior Champions, Crotto O'Neill's, beat the Waterford Intermediate Champions, Ferrybank. So that game is in Tralee uh, on Sunday afternoon. And would the car- two Cork teams be favourites? You would think so, yeah. Probably um, would. I know, of course, your overs now lost, um, lost in in a couple of years ago, um, against Kilmoyley. Uh, it, it, the fact that it is the Kerry Senior Champions just it makes it harder, of course, a little there, bit, yeah. yeah. But I think Castle Lions, I think they'll benefit from the fact that the weight of trying winning to win that the car championship is off, off, yeah. And they have a lot of intercounty hardy yeah, players there. Yeah. They they won't, want to, they won't want to miss this opportunity. No, it's a great great opportunity for them. Look, it's going to be a quiet weekend other than that, but they're two huge games, and again, it prolongs the season and keeps us tipping along into the into the depths of winter. Thanks. <laughs> I'm looking forward to my weekend off. Barry gets a weekend <laughs> off. Uh, no, no major football this weekend. Look, thanks very much to Dennis and Barry for joining me. You can find us every Tuesday on echolive.ie forward slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Echo Sport Podcast, in association with O'Sullivan Brothers DIY. Kitchens, wardrobes, stores and floors, we supply to your design. Visit osbgroup.ie, our in-branch at Holly Hill and Toker.